comes to finding my Zen, I choose X Nanovision. They are on a mission to be the best and cheapest CBD retailer in the USA. X Nanovision is a health and wellness brand that offers affordable and high quality CBD products, such as oils, edibles, pre-rolls, vape and beauty items, and more. One of my personal favorites is the Indica Dreams Hemp Flower Low-Key CBG Pre-Roll. With hints of floral and woodsy aromas, this sativa strain is perfect for daytime use. X Nanovision is committed to bring you the best CBD products on the market. With no additives, the pre-rolls are 100% safe, organic, and hemp-derived to protect your lungs from harmful pesticides so that you can get all the whole plant benefits with full-spectrum CBD and CBG. Absorb the natural goodness by checking out X Nanovision today at www.xnanovision.com and use coupon code Lauren M. Coletti for 10% off your total purchase. That's Lauren M. Coletti for a 10% discount at www.xnanovision.com. has overcome the barriers that come with not properly dealing with her trauma. After college, she decided that she had to do something to help herself get out of the self-sabotaging cycle in her life and relationships. Desirable Phoenix LLC was created and the position of trauma release guide was born. Tay has a passion for helping women begin their healing and helps turn around the stigma that we place on ourselves after going through a trauma. She uses practical Reiki meditation and chakra alignment to aid in the movement and release of stagnant traumatic energy so that her clients can create healthy relationships, feel safe in their bodies, and set healthy boundaries. This conversation was just so beautiful. I was so touched. We were both crying by the end of it. Such powerful wisdom that Tay shares with us. So I am super delighted to introduce you to Tay, Trauma Release Guide. Tonight I'm super excited. Haven't had a guest on in a while, but I am super privileged to be joined by Tay Youngblood. She is a trauma release guide. Tay, can you say hi to our audience and introduce yourself? Hi there. My name is Tay, as Lauren has already said. I'm super excited to be here to talk about my expertise with uh, uh, sexual trauma and, um, you know, um, overcoming and healing from that portion of my life and, you know, really just being able to speak and share my story, honestly. Such an honor to have you on, Tay. As far as you feel comfortable, please share as much as your story as you feel appropriate for us. How did you get to do the work that you're doing? Um, Of course. So, um, of course, like most people who have uh, experienced trauma, um, I was between the ages of five and seven when I was molested by my mom's ex-boyfriend. And um, it... At the time, I didn't think that it took a really big toll on me, but in reality, you know, at such a young age, you really kind of sit back and you kind of wonder like what kinds of, you know, what other things it prompted within your life. Um, When I finally was able to tell my mom, um, I actually told my little sister 
And she told my mom because she realized something was wrong. Like she was like, that just, that doesn't sound right. Uh, so she went and told my mom and like most people who are questioned by adults about something that's happened to them, I lied about it. And I told her, no, it didn't happen. Um, and then she was just like, Tay, you're not in trouble. Like, I just need to know if this happened. And I was like, yeah, it happened. Um, so from there, we basically, you know, um, she talked with me. I talked with um, her best friend at the time um, to make sure it was almost like um, they wanted to make sure that my story was the same to make sure that I actually was telling the truth, which I can definitely see with the situation so serious, why that would, you know, need to be done. And um, after we got all that together, my mom did leave him. Um, but I, of course, went into, you know, you go into the system because you go to the police, you tell your story, you go to counseling and things like that. And when I went to counseling, I realized that they really didn't say, you know, there really was no talk about what actually happened to me. It was kind of just like, oh, this happened to you. Okay. Um, I went over it with the police and then I got to counseling, went over it with them. And then after that, it really was. Um, so how was school? How was life? How are things? And it's like, I get that, you know, now I understand like I'm eight, like they had to handle, they were handling the situation with kids gloves. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of research at that time about trauma. Uh, so, you know, it was really difficult for them to really work with that and really help me through that and give me coping mechanisms. And then, of course, I found out in high school that th those, you know, I didn't have any coping mechanisms. <laughs> and um, I had a situation where I freaked out because I was in a classroom full of boys and a male teacher and the door was closed and I was the only girl. And I freaked out and I was just like, this, something has to, I have to do something. Um, but it wouldn't be until after college that I had decided that I was actually going to do something because I realized that it had been affecting my relationships. I'd been self-sabotaging. I, you know, became a people pleaser. I was manipulating other people. Like it was, it was really, really bad. But when I realized that I wanted to have a relationship and I wanted to get married, um, I was like, you know what? I really have to change. I have to change this. Um, so I did, I actually, I didn't really start like a, a healing thing. Like I didn't really like seek out some trauma healing specialist or anything like that. Cause I just still didn't know that if that even exists at that time. Uh, but I had started doing yoga and I like knew a little bit about meditation and I was like, okay, like this stuff kind of helped me through. Um, and it wasn't until I got married and my marriage started falling apart that I realized that I had not actually started healing from my past. And I was like, okay, we have to do something about this. Uh, so about, uh, at this point, about four years ago, um, I was feeling really just crappy. And I was like, you know what? I need to find a book that's going to help me like fix my marriage. It's going to help me fix everything. Like I, I was like, I need to, something's got to give. And I went to the bookstore and I'm looking for this magical book. Um, about saving my marriage and saving, like, getting my husband to talk to me and, like, all of this stuff, and I can find it. <laughs> the book does not exist, um, but um, I was standing in the middle of the bookstore, and I was like, okay, where do I need to look for this book to help, um, and a little boy said the spiritual section, so I asked the guy, I said, hey, where's the spiritual section, and he, like, points to the sign above my head, and it's like, ah, spiritual, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm sitting in there for about 20 minutes and um, 
I finally find a book and it's about chakras and realigning your chakras. And I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and check this out. So I read the first page and I'm like, oh, okay. I think this is what I need. Um, and then I got out to the car and I read the very first like introduction chapter. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I need. And surprisingly, it had nothing to do with my marriage. It was about me. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> here I am trying to fix my marriage. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, we need to fix you. So I was like, all right, fine. Um, so I actually went home and did this, like, uh, it was like an eight week book, like an eight week course, uh, which I actually ended up doing 10 weeks. And throughout this process, I found out so much more about myself. Um, and in the process of it, I didn't realize that I was healing my trauma. I had no idea that that was happening um, until later when I started building boundaries and understanding who I was emotionally and sexually and, you know, just um, who I could really become. And I was just like, oh, this is, this is new. <laughs> this is really new. So I... Um, after like going through that, I was like, okay, so now I know who I am. Now I understand my boundaries. So let's go ahead and start fixing relationships. And it just so happened that the relationships that I had that were no, that no longer suited me started to fall away. And that included my marriage. And I was just like, well, that kind of sucks. That kind of blows because I really wanted to fix that. But at the same time, you know, you can only go so far with certain relationships. And I feel like that in that moment, that relationship had already done its time. It had presented itself. Um, and I really think, and now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like that was like my, my marriage was my gateway to healing, if that makes sense. Like it was, I was supposed to be in that marriage so that I could start healing my trauma. Um, and after all of that, I was able to finish my book that I had been writing. I had been writing my book for like six years. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I was able to finish my book and, um, I had already started my coaching business, but I was like, you know, once my book is published, I'm going to go ahead and actually start doing the, doing the other work and start coaching people again. Uh, cause I did have to take time off from that, uh, during trying to fix my marriage. So once I, once I got out of that situation, got everything together, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. But there had always been a like a little inkling inside of me that was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. So I'm going to go this other path. <laughs> I feel like sometimes we like start somewhere else and end up where we are. Um, so, I mean, I've had experience with, you know, um, being a sexual health consultant, which helped me also get over some of the things uh, within my relationship sexually um, and help to move past some of those um, like behaviors and things that I had. Um, and then, you know, being able to write my book helped. And then I also became a practical Reiki master so that I could also help within the energy healing. And in all honesty, like where I'm at now, I'm super proud of myself because I'm just like, you know, I never thought that I would be here, but I'm glad that I found a way to like marry all of the wonderfulness that I have like brought together. Like people would People will look at my history and say, well, I don't understand how like being a sexual health consultant will help. And, you know, I'm also a pole fitness instructor. And they're just like, what do all these things have in common? And I'm like, 
Well, when you're healing and when you're really looking at healing trauma, you have to look at the whole body. It's not just the mind anymore. It's the body. It's the spirit. It's the emotional. Um, and being able to have insights into all of those things through energy healing, through uh, pole fitness, through meditation um, has really shaped like where I am now. And I'm just, honestly, I'm just super excited about it. I love being able to help people and being able to talk to people about it and let them know that there's another side to trauma. Like there, there is another side. Um, and I think sometimes we, sometimes within the world that we live in, we lose sight of that, you know? Wow. Oh, I'm tearing up. That's so amazing. <laughs> I, I feel like the empowerment in your voice and it's so true. It's all connected sexually, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So that's, really incredible that you found that within yourself. It's such a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah. So what are some common limiting beliefs that people form that perhaps you yourself formed? I know you mentioned people pleasing and struggling to set boundaries. What are some um, limiting beliefs that people tend to develop that you find in your practice after abuse? So I, in all honesty, those are the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, but I think also uh, we carry around a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. Um, and then one of the things that one of the things that I found most recently is that we tend to blame ourselves for what happened to us, no matter no matter the age, right? And I went through this as well um, when I was going through my healing. There was a lot of um, blame that I took on for myself. That actually, before I started, like, before I started healing and before I uh, went to see a therapist uh, for all the stuff that I went through in my marriage, I realized it made me super angry. <laughs> like, I was angry all the time. But it was because I had, I knew what I could control and what I had taken on and what I had tried to change. But for whatever reason, I had also taken on the blame of well, this happened to me because, and I think a lot of times um, when we're in that, when we're in that before place, before we start to heal, we feel like it is our fault. Like we did something to cause this. Mm -hmm. um, and as I started to go on and when I talk to people about it, I literally, the first thing I say is I was five. What did I do? Mm -hmm. I can't take blame for something that somebody else thought was right in their mind because that wasn't, that, that wasn't my, I didn't do anything for that to happen. And even as we get older and we have different traumas that come into play, you know, we tend to take on that blame as well. And in actuality, we have to look at the situation and say, okay, that that wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. Whether we've experienced trauma in the past or not, you know, whether <clears throat> it was something that, you know, was a recurrent pattern or anything like that, like it, it really isn't anything. We can't take the blame on for that because in reality, what that does is that stipends our ability to heal because we're too busy saying, well, do we really, do we really have the ability to do this because we caused this to happen? Um, and that's what I'm seeing most often is that people are, people are blaming themselves for what's happened. Um, I literally just had a comment um, 
during the summit and the live Q and A that I was doing last night um, about forgiveness and forgiving self. And she was just like, it's funny that, that, that it's so hard. She said, because, you know, how do I get over blaming myself? Like I, I caused this to happen. And I was just like, wow, like it, it really, it really opened your eyes to the amount of things that really go into our brains about, you know, I mean, even think about the way society looks at it. Like they're always trying to figure out how to blame the, and I don't want to say, I mean, in the sense, how to blame the person who has been abused. They try to find a way to blame them, which is so ridiculous. And the blame always goes on us. So for us, it's like a normal thing. So we're just like, yeah, well, you know, it was, our, it was my fault. But I really, during my healing process, I really had to take a look at everything that happened, whether it was within, um, you know, my trauma as a child or whether it was within my marriage or anything that happened. Like, I didn't cause this. The people who caused this, the abusers of the world, they were broken. They were the ones who decided that this was something they wanted to do. and. At that point, I know right now it's hard to look at it that way for some people, but in reality, that's, that really is the case, you know, like what, what could we, what could we have done? We could sit here and say, what if, what if, what if, but at the end of the day, that's just, that will continue to keep you in that, well, am I really able to heal mindset? And in all honesty, everyone can heal everyone it's a choice you just have to take that first step and I love what you're doing with this podcast because in all honesty this is their first step listening to other people talk about their past and their traumas and what they did to overcome like taking that first step is never easy but once you take that first step and you feel that little tiny change of like empowerment and awesomeness you're kind of just like, oh, I want more of that. I want more of that. And it's so, it's so great to see that. Like, as soon as they start, they're like, okay, I want more. How do I, how do I get more? And that's really great. So I would say that those are really the biggest things that I've seen. I could not agree more. And thank you for bringing those up because a lot of healing is inward. But also, as you were talking about before, we do a lot of healing in our relationships. Absolutely. So I would love to talk about how trauma manifested for you. It showed up in partnership. What were some of the behaviors, the self-sabotaging emotions and feelings that many survivors of trauma can tend to perpetuate in their relationships unknowingly? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, for me, it's definitely self-sabotaging. Like I, things would be great. Like you think like, <laughs> oh, I see these like wonderful, I read, I read all the time. Like I love like happy stories and things like that. And you see like, oh, the Prince Charming and they come in and they save the day and like everything is all unicorns and rainbows until they're not because <laughs> the trigger comes up or somebody crosses the boundary. And after that, you're kind of just like, okay, shut down mode. Um, I used to do that a lot. Um, I am a big proponent of, I was, I used to be like heavy into just cutting people off. Um, and just like, you know, really being like, okay, yes, our, we have a great relationship. Yes. 
Um, I would shut down during arguments. Um, or I would, uh, I used to have a bad habit of bringing up old things into a relationship that didn't, you know, really belong there. Um, I would like, because before I went and became a sexual health consultant, one of the things that I would do is I would shun people away. I was like the biggest prude when it came to sexual contact at all. Um, I didn't want anybody to be naked. Like my mom can attest, like when I was, when I was like in high school, she'd be like, you go into the bathroom dress, you come out of the bathroom dress. And I'm like, yeah, because nobody needs to see me except for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I mean, I lived in a house full, it was me and my mom and my sisters. Like there were no, no men in our house, but still I was just like, no, nobody, nobody needs to see this. Um, and you know, when I first started, when I got into my first serious relationship, um, in high, in, um, high school, um, I would just, I would shut everything down. Like there was like, I would try to manipulate them into doing things that I wanted them to do. Um, That traveled with me into college, uh, which was bad. I mean, I know for a fact that I hurt a lot of people Um, and it wasn't intentional. It really was, I didn't know enough about myself and who I was at that time um, to really start working on myself. Like I knew that I wanted to be healthy and healed from my trauma, but I did. I just didn't know what that looked like. Um, and at the time, I didn't trust therapists and counselors because from past experiences, it didn't help. Uh, so I really just, I, anything you could think of, I brought up arguments that didn't even need to be there. Um, something was done wrong and I would just flip the lid. Like it was, it was absolutely insane. Like I just, it was really, it's really hard to actually talk about <laughs> my past relationships because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, damn, I was a bitch. <laughs> like I was just, I was terrible. Um, but, you know, when I, when I finally did realize it, like when that, when I realized that I wanted to be married and I looked at the, like the marriage between my mom and dad, like they, they were married, they were married up until I was like five and then they got a divorce. Um, you know, my grandmother um, and my grandfather are still married, but they're separated. Um, my aunt got divorced. Like it was, I didn't have a really good basis of what relationships look like. So for me, I knew like I wanted to get married, but I wanted to last. And how do I do that? Stop this self-sabotaging behavior. Stop making it all about you. Like, you know, doing all these things. Um, But again, it wasn't until later that I realized that, you know, clearly there was still stuff that I needed to work on. There was still past stuff I need to work on. Like, you know, we get into, we have relationships after we've been in trauma. And one of the things that we do is we carry over um, a lot of the previous things that happened in those relationships. Um, And it doesn't matter what it is. It could have been, you know, it could be arguments. It could be little things. I mean, now we have, you know, cell phones. So now it's, oh, you're on your phone all day. Who are you talking to? And, you know, if we've been cheated on in the past, it's, oh, well, you didn't, you came home three minutes late. You must be out doing things. Like it's just all of these things that come up and you're kind of, sometimes I'm pretty sure some people just sit back and are like, why am I like this? But it really is because we just, we haven't been able to properly deal with those specific 
situations. Like we haven't pulled those situations apart and said, okay, this is why this happens. I used to pull away during sex. Like I was just like, nope, I'm good. Like, look, all right, we're having sex, great. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Gonna go watch TV now. Have a nice night. Like it wasn't it, there was no connection, there was no feeling, you know. Um, and I realized it was because there were just there was a lot I used sex as a form of love. So I didn't know that there was a difference because to me, from my past, that's what it was, that's what it looked like to me. If I give you this, then you'll love me more. You'll treat me better. You'll do that. So then again, that's where all the manipulation comes in. Oh, well, I've given you this. Oh, well, I kind of don't want you now. So I'm going to go ahead and put you on the back burner and I'll save this piece of myself for you later. I'll go off and do whatever I'm doing, then I'll come back. So, you know, it really was one of those things where it was like, well, damn, like, I, again, I realize now, and I realized as I was healing before that, like, you know, I've hurt a lot of people and I've forgiven myself for that, but I know that some of them probably still hold that image of me. Um, and at the end of the day, like, I am truly sorry because that just, it wasn't, there was nothing I could do. It wasn't, at that time, I didn't have the knowledge I have now to say, I am hurting you because I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really just goes to show, like, you know, the transformation that can be done. Because, yeah, we can recognize it, but what are we doing to really, like, step forward and say, okay, we're not, we're not going to do that anymore. That's not Okay. You know, let me go back and apologize to these people for the wrongs that have caused them, whether they want to hear it or not, or, you know, if you don't talk to them anymore, you know, writing a letter saying, hey, like, I was, that was not, that was not me. That's not me now, you know, um, and I think that's really, like, for me, that was a lot. It was very much a lot of manipulation, not understanding what love was, um, and really just using that as a way to get people you know, to do what I wanted them to do, or to even just be in my life the way that I wanted them there, you know? Sounds about right. Yes, I can deeply relate, <laughs> but it's, you know, operating from that old wound. Mm -hmm. So what does survivor empowerment look and feel like to you now? You know what? I love this question because I was just talking to a friend of mine and one of the things that she kept harping about, she said, Tay, one thing that I learned from you is that you are unapologetically you. And she was like, you have said that so much over the last, since I've known you, that you are unapologetically you. And I was like, yeah, I said, because I am. I said, at the end of the day, this is what, this is what empowerment looks like to me. I can walk into a room and be just as graceful and just as pleasant as any anybody on the planet um but at the same time I'm not going when I walk into a room I don't let that intimidate me there can be hundreds and hundreds of people in there and they can all be of different walks of life and I will walk in there and I will say hey I'm Tay how you doing what's up and for me it really because I used to sit in the background I used to really like shy away which most people would not be able to see now because I'm extroverted as hell now. Like people are like, oh my goodness, like, did you just see that girl like walk in here? Like, and I don't have to say anything. They're just like, look at, 
okay, hi, <laughs> I want to get to know you. And for me, like, it really is about being unapologetically you. Like, I went through a process of remembering who I was so that I could show up for myself, so that I could get that raise, so I could get into the relationships that I wanted, so that I could, you know, have the joy that people search for every day that escapes them. And it really truly is because I have been through a process where I have learned to re-fall in love with myself. And that just feels so amazing. It feels so amazing to say every day that I love myself for who I am with all of my flaws, unapologetically. Somebody can come to me today and say, you did this and that and this and blah, 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 blah. And I will say, I know, but that's not who I am now. And that love shines through so bright. And I, you, there will never be a day from here until the day that I pass that anybody can tell me that I don't love myself. Like there's no way that right there is my unbridled opinion. <laughs> no one can change that. And that is, that is what healing has done for me. That is what empowerment looks like to me. When I can truly go to somebody and say, I love myself despite everything that I've been through. Everything. Sorry, I got a little We both crying, girl. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's incredible. It's so true. I mean, I think that, you know, when we've gone through stuff like this, uh, we lose that love for ourselves. We lose that trust for ourselves. And it's so hard to get it back. But when you literally sit back and you can accept every single part, like I am Tay with my trauma, that doesn't go away. But I still love who I am because of that. I still love who I am because of it. And no one, literally no one can change that. And if I could give that to one person, I would do that for the rest of my life, like for the rest of my life. Because that is just, it's so powerful. You show up different. You look different. You feel different when you love yourself more. And that is, to me, that's a gift. That is a true gift. Amen. Preach, sister. So you have um, done some incredible work. This conversation is just so touching and profound. So can you please tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're currently offering? Absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tay Youngblood. Um, I will uh, give Lauren the links for my face group, which is the Reconnect and Love Yourself After Trauma Facebook group. It's free for you to join. Um, I will be hosting a Facebook challenge starting July 25th. Um, and it is a boundary building challenge. So what we will be doing is we will be creating boundaries from scratch and learning how to maintain them. Um, and then within that, I will be talking about my 16-week trauma release program, uh, which is a one-on-one -on -one comprehensive program that helps you to unlock and understand your energetic alignment so that you can release the traumatic energy that's held stagnant within your body. Um, 
And as I was talking to Lauren at the beginning of this, I did just get through with my very first Survivors Empowerment Summit. Um, I had 20 wonderful speakers come on and talk about their past trauma, what methods they use uh, to heal trauma and help their clients heal trauma that have nothing to do with um, talk therapy. So I'm talking, they came in with EMDR, brain spotting, Reiki, um, I had a psychic on there, a psychic medium come in. Um, there's a lot of somatic healing and women talking about um, uh, pleasure healing, which I thought was super cool. Um, <clears throat> and I love to give that to your listeners. I have a VIP membership that I would love to offer them. It's only $37, but you get all of the free gifts from the, uh, from the speakers and you also get um, every single interview. So you can watch them over and over again. Um, I'm also going to be uploading the Q&As that I did as well. So they'll also be able to get that and um, be able to reach out to the speakers themselves if they ever wanted to speak with them. So that honestly, that's, that's really the work that I have. And then um, on my link tree, you have the opportunity to get a copy of my book as well. Wonderful. So juicy. I love it. I cannot wait to check that out. And I thank you so, so much for your time, your wisdom, your compassion, and your presence. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was completely lovely. I absolutely enjoyed this.